0: Hey, thank you so much for joining us online at Venue Church for another inspirational message from Pastor Corey Cope. If you were impacted by this message in any way, we would love it if you would share it with your friends online. Yeah, real boats rock. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, get involved. Um, the, uh, Chad was backstage. Chad's into, like, violent stuff. And he was like, this is, you know, that's called, like, some sort of chokehold, and I don't even know what it was. I'm just like, he's trying to explain it to me as if I'm going to defend myself one day. It's like, well, why don't you just hang out with me? I'll be good. I don't have to learn to be dangerous. It's funny, when you watch that uh, uh, King T'Challa, uh, I get the ritual part of this. I'm going to mess the movie up for some of you. But the question that I had when he was drinking that thing that, that strips him of the power of the Black Panther, the question that I had was, why drink the thing? Um, I get here in the movie what it's playing at, but later on you find that he drinks it and enters into combat without the Black Panther armor on to fight somebody that he should never have been fighting in the first place. A usurper to the throne Somebody who is going to hurt the country Somebody who is going to hurt a lot of people And I think that as I was thinking about uh, uh, the scripture that I'm going to read about the armor of God today I sort of feel like like the word that the Holy Spirit has given me for you Is this whole idea that, that the enemy of your soul You might be here just, you know I think, I think you would agree that there's, there's a force out there to hurt you You might be here exploring church or coming back to church after a long time But you know that there's something out there want to put you down and on the, the inverse side of that, there's a God who is good that wants to lift you up, get you healthy, get you fixed. Yeah. Right. Anybody here? Yeah. All right, That's, is church. That's kind of what we do here. But if I was the enemy of your soul, and I'm not, if I was, I would try to get you to drink something before the battle. I would try to get in behind your armor somehow. I would try to get you from putting your armor on. Or for putting your armor on and fighting the wrong foe altogether. But there's two sort of tactics that, that take place here that, that you have to understand. Look, you can't just go out there. Chad has taught me this as well. You have to understand how the devil is trying to beat you. It's not enough to go out there and just start swinging. You have to know how he's going to get to you. Well, how he's going to get to you, how he's going to do this all in the whole idea of armor, is that he's going to come to you in two different ways. He's going to come to you as, as the tempter. Get him behind your armor. The tempter. Or he's going to come to you as the bully. The tempter and the bully. So, um, so Delilah, if your name's Delilah, I'm really sorry. It's a reference to Samson and Delilah. Not a lot of people name their kids Delilah if they come from Christian backgrounds, but it's a lovely name still. So. But Delilah, or he's going to come to you. As Goliath, also, if you have a little guy here named Goliath, also, same thing. So Delilah, or, or Goliath, so temptation, or the bully. Now, Pastor, like, what do we do? What do we do about this? I'm going to explain to you the nature of both of these things. So temptation, I don't think I need to really explain temptation all that much. We Got any honest people in the house? Here's one thing that I was tempted at one time when, when I was, um, I, I used to play a bit of volleyball, I, I know, Whatever. Make your judgments. Whatever. (laughs) I was actually kind of decent. I wasn't going anywhere, but I was okay. Um, I used to play a lot of it, and um, not a lot compared to some, but why am I defending myself to you? Stop it. (laughs) Bullies. I don't have to do this to you. Um, That was pretty funny, actually. So I used to play a lot of, but, but back when I was a kid, like 100 years ago, um, when you played sports in schools, the boys played with boys and the girls played with girls. So every, now everything is kind of mixed up together and you're used to like playing with members of the opposite sex more and more. You know, it's just sort of that, the way that everything has been probably for a really long time. But back then, we just grew up playing with boys. Now when boys are playing with boys, it's really different than when boys are playing with girls. So I don't know how girls play with girls because I never did that. I just played with boys. Now boys... We don't have a lot of emotions involved in the game outside of winning. So, like, we can yell and scream at each other in the playground, and then five minutes later in class, we're good. We're happy if we won. We're not super happy, but we're gunning for you the next time if we lost. And so there's a whole lot going on there, and guys are, you know, pretty simple creatures. And and so I was used to, in my mind kind of playing with boys and so with boys there's less of an idea back then anyways of like hey let's give everybody a turn and no it was kind of competitive like we wanted to win and so um so even when I was in grade nine a few of us got pulled up into the high school uh phys ed class um because they needed fresh meat up there I guess and we would be like playing like football on the line against grade 12 farm kids who probably failed a couple of times and these grade nine kids are just you know like I remember getting knocked right over backwards and that was just like what phys ed looked like for us And so one time, temptation, I'm back to temptation So one time we're playing co-ed volleyball Which is something I wasn't really used to I was in grade 12 And um, we used to do things on Friday afternoons In a phys ed like outside program mostly But to this day, I don't know if it's raining We couldn't do something So we played indoor uh, volleyball And so we were playing volleyball And I was like a little depressed Because I felt like, like nobody was really caring all that much Everybody was standing around any, any high school kids here? You know, like, maybe you're one of those to stand around. You'd rather be talking. When I'd rather be playing. And um, here's how temptation came. You're thinking co-ed. No, no, no. no. Here's how temptation came to me. I, I was minding my own business and just, like, lowering my expectations. And all of a sudden, somebody passed it right to our setter. Our setter made a perfect set right on top of the net. Well, right on top of the net's not good if anybody watched volleyball. Right on top of the net's not good if there's blocking. There's nobody blocking today. And the net may have been at a junior high height. I... All of a sudden, the ball's there. And without thinking, because that's not my strong suit... Without thinking, I did what, what we t- were taught in volleyball camp. So w- when you when you run up to make a run, and and I was in the power position. When you run up, you run up and you go boom, boom, two feet, and then there's this thing called um, there's they're like there's a broom handle behind your knees that you have to break with your arms. So it's like this: you explode out of it, boom. So it's like this. You ready? I'm giving you all a lesson now. Boom, and then you're up, and I got on top of this ball without thinking. This all happened in one millisecond, and I got on top of it, and I just wow. Well, Best moment of my life, best millisecond of my life, until the ball hit um, a girl named Tanya Peters who wasn't paying attention. Right here, right there, knocked her right, right over backwards. The best moment of my life is now the worst moment of my because I was tempted. I was tempted. All of a sudden, it seemed like the way was clear. It was easy. Up, down, wow, yeah! All the guys are like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, what, what were you thinking? I'm like, she actually went on to become my wife's best friend years later, ironically. Was it because of that? Sometimes the Lord works in mysterious ways. Can I hear an amen? Some of you aren't sure about that I'm like did he just say what I think he just said yeah it was totally my mistake that's temptation now the devil will come in temptation so he'll set a ball right on top of the net and you'll think the way is clear and it'll seem easy and you'll get in there right um, but then then he comes as a bully now when the devil comes as a bully when, when he comes as a bully um, think like Goliath so so I worked I, I worked with uh, with a guy for a decade and a half who was kind of like a bully so so how you deal with temptation is different than how you deal with bully right so i worked with him and for him for a long time like 14 years 15 years So it's a long time to work with somebody who's kind of hard to get along with and so the first month in and the only reason because i was the longest standing person that could work with him and i'm a really strong personality type and so you're like well how did you end up working with him for so long because everybody else ended up leaving over time and so for me, um, he, he was uh, uh, in the company I was in, and I was a fourth year, so so I was in I had a pretty good set of skills for fourth year. I went on to train like lots of apprentices, and I got to know the trade quite well and, and so for fourth year I was I was pretty good, and I realized I spent a month working uh, for him for, for them and for him, under him really, and in and around him, and that entire month, I started realizing like I started bringing the bids in a lot faster than than the other guys were and the other girls were. I was coming in. Quick with the bids, and then working other more bids and bringing them in quick. And so, when your bid comes in and you come in under your budget, that's all cash in the boss's pocket, and the boss likes that. Like if you get it fast and you can do it well. And so, I've been working for him for about a month, but every day, this is what the devil wants to do to you. Every day, just he just nagged me on me every second, every day. You done yet? 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 Why are you done it? He's yelling and screaming. And I mean, that was my apprenticeship. I know all y'all think that you get jobs now where you get to find yourself. (laughs) That was not my apprenticeship. Nobody cared if I found myself. Just go find the stuff that I asked you to get in the truck, dang it, and bring it back here. You find yourself later (laughs) on your own time. For a month straight, he's just on me, on me, on me, on me, on me. Finally we go to this one place and he keeps forgetting stuff so he keeps going back to the shop to get stuff. He was feeling guilty because he kept forgetting stuff and we were out of town. I had all my stuff there and he just on me. Every time he just come back on me. Every time on me and, and this is eventually what I ended up doing. Now you have to be able to back this up so don't go and talk to your mom teenager because she can't kill you by law. <laughs> she brought you into this world. She said she can take you out. As long as there are women in power they get it. Sometimes you just got to um, my mom's Irish she can do whatever she wants now this is what happened He finally came in the last time and this is this is how when the devil comes to you like a bully and just on you on you on you on you this is how I eventually respond I'm not going to tell you exactly what I said I'm like exactly exactly it was venue approved was a little wiggle room in there venue approved like, I didn't cuss or swear I just said ready just leave me alone. Get lost and leave me alone. Goes now. It was venue-approved still, but it wasn't exactly that. I said, just get lost and leave me alone, man. You've been on me for a month. I've been working my butt off for you. I know I've been bringing jobs in for you, and I have not got one ounce of respect from you, and I am slaving away from you, and I will. But I'm like, I can't do this anymore with you doing that thing. Now, don't go and do this to your boss. Oh, my goodness. First, got to put in a month of good work. And you got to be able to back it up, because you're going to get thrown into the wolves after this. I'm just like, just back up and leave me alone for the rest of the day, and don't talk to me anymore. I'll do my job, and you do your job, and just let me do it. It's funny what happened is, uh, he said later, I, I hurt his only feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't have any feelings, man. You don't have a feeling. If you had a feeling, you wouldn't be a jerk. It's hard to be around that. But let me show you what the devil wants to do. Now you're thinking of somebody out there, but here's the deal, you might be the bully. So be real careful who you think the bully is, because the bullies always think that they're being bullied. I don't know why that is, but they always think that they're the victims of something, got a chip on their shoulder. But I'm talking about the devil now. He'll come to you, this is how it is. He'll come to you as the tempter, but it'll also come to you as the bully. The, the tempter is nice. It's easy. The bully is hard. There's pressure. Now, uh, James, um, James tells us in the New Testament, he says, Submit to God, and he says, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. In another place, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But James tells us, Resist him. Others say, Resist him steadfast in the faith. Get in there and fight. But, in another place in the in the Bible, it says, flee temptation. Yeah. Like, run away. Remember Joseph? If you grew up in Sunday school, Joseph and Potiphar's wife, when she was coming on to him, Joseph, she grabs him by the coat, and he, she's like, let's make out. And he's like, <laughs> he just goes, out of his coat, jacket, whatever, just gone. I'm out in the yard. I'm I'm. Joseph, one of the best men in his day, he just got out. He just ran for it. He just ran and hid outside somewhere. And so the Bible says, flee temptation, resist the devil. This is what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to, ready? Not flee temptation. He wants you to resist temptation. He wants you to engage with it. He wants you to talk... Eve in the garden he wants to talk to you and he wants you to respond to him and the Bible's like just run away what are you talking to temptation for what are you talking to a snake in the garden for go get Adam so he can chop the snake up (laughs) what are you talking to the snake for then Eve goes and tempts Adam Adam should have run away and been like God my wife is a crazy person and there's a snake in the garden (laughs) he didn't this is nice this is easy but this is hard the devil wants you to resist temptation and then he wants you. How are, the, how are the camera guys doing today? You guys all limbered up? Okay, good. We good? He wants you to resist temptation and he wants you to flee from him. That's right. That's right. Flee the bully. This is what he's trying to get you to do. Flee the bully and resist temptation. Flee the bully, resist temptation. So temptation looks like this. The, the, if we're talking sports today, we're talking great cup. I don't. Awesome, great cup. I'm an English soccer fan, so. This is how it is, though. In any sports, this is how it is. The devil will come and he'll try to recruit you over here. When recruiters come to you at work, or recruiters come to you, and and you know what they don't talk about? is what you can't do. Oh, you're strong. Oh, you're wise. You see a cute secretary at work? It's temptation, man. She didn't look at you and be like, oh, you'd be a nightmare to live with, wouldn't you? You're a crazy person, aren't you? No, no, no. When the devil sets you up for temptation, it's all nice. And there's not only there's no pressure. Everything seems to be leading there because it's just easy. That ball was on top of the net. It was easy until one millisecond later, which is like sin. And then the regret and the shame forever. The temptation, the devil's just like, hey, you're good at this. Hey, you don't need to. Oh, you're stronger than that. You read your Bible, laws. You can watch a little of that. You can do a little of that. You don't have to give as much as you give. You can. You're really awesome. Why don't you come? What he's saying is, why don't you come and play on my team? Exactly. Exactly. You can come play on my team over here. Over here, uh, have, has anybody watched rugby and and the All Blacks from New Zealand? <laughs> Okay, the All Blacks—they do this like it's, I think it's like a Ma- Maori—is that how we say a tribal thing where they're like, da, la, hum, da, 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 da. and they all like do this like huge chanting thing. That's what the devil is doing, Goliath on the battlefield, like, send me a man. Hum, da, da, hum, da, da. Man, I'm not playing against those guys. They're nuts, man. You win. You win. He's trying to get you to not engage him. He's trying to get you engage here. Watch this. Watch this this sliding scale of things. As you move towards this way, it gets easy. As you move this way, it gets hard. Move towards this way. Make you afraid. Offer you temptation. It's easy because it's nice. Pats you on the back. This way you end up on his team. This way you end up playing him in the field. You know where God wants you to be? Right here. That close. See, distance here is your enemy. Distance here is your friend. You put distance here, the pressure goes up. Why am I feeling temptation? I thought that my life was good until I come to Jesus, and now I find out I've got to work on all this stuff. Yeah, you're playing on the wrong team. You got to get up against that bully. Sometimes that bully has been so ingrained, is so ingrained in you, is ground into you, ingrained in you. I kind of mix those up. That we get used to the devil pushing us around, meaning we treat people a certain way because he pushes us and makes us afraid and grabs us by the throat, and that's why we treat people like that. And God wants you to come up and deal with the bully, fight the bully in the spirit of God. There's no grace to go this direction. There's grace to go this direction, but, but. If you move in this direction, the pressure goes down. It becomes easier. This becomes harder. Well, pastor, I just got baptized. I thought my life was going to be easier. You didn't hear that here. No, things will get much harder. Now you're, you get to get your armor on and now you have a target on you that the devil's like, oh, now I I really hate him. Over here, I don't really care because he's kind of like on my team and you don't have to be really good. I'll let you touch the ball every now and again. I just don't want you, see, see, This is what a bully ultimately does. A bully, the spirit that the devil comes in, he doesn't care if if he wins, because he can't. In the end, he just wants you to lose. Yeah, preach it, pastor's right. Pastor's right. The devil's not going to win. He just wants you to lose. He's not going to beat God on the field. He just wants to hurt his team. And he wants to hurt him ultimately. And every time you move this way, it starts hurting God more. But this way starts hurting the devil more. Is that good? Pressure decreases towards temptation. God wants you to live with increased pressure. Because then every moment of every day, you depend on him for strength. And you know that you don't have what it takes to hang out over here anymore. Because that used to be your old life. I see people do this all the time. God's like, hey, move over here, move over here. And they're like, wow, this, this venue church, like, they kind of preach hard around here. They expect stuff. Yeah, because yeah, I believe in you. Yeah. It's like my parents believed in me and my God believes in me. Yeah, man, he's like, get in the fight, man. Go towards, did you know that David ran towards Goliath? Yeah. He's like, I got one stone. And See, this is what a bully does. Like, I'm too big for you to win. And David, the spirit of David, which I got a little bit of, the spirit of David's like, you're too big to miss. Mr. I kick this podium over and hit you. Not rocket science. That big old forehead. Blindfold me here. It's a different spirit that needs to rise up inside of you—the Holy Spirit of the Living God. This is what this is what we got to do. Ephesians chapter six. A final word. Paul says, "Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power." Whoa, whoa, whoa. That means go to boot camp. Because putting a sword in your hand right away is going to be dangerous for everybody. He's talking in the day of like Roman gladiators, of Roman soldiers, of armies. He's like, be strong in the Lord. Armor on a weak Christian doesn't do anything. You can't even carry it around. See, the devil wants to get in behind your armor here, and he wants you not even to put your armor on over here. Why can David try Saul's armor on? Because Saul wasn't wearing his armor. (laughs) Saul was the biggest guy in Israel. Saul should have been up there being like, what's up? You talking to me? I'm talking to you. Saul wasn't wearing his armor. He tried to get David to put his armor on, and David's like, "Man, I got the power of the Black Panther. I got a, a stone. I got five stones all together. Goliath's got four brothers. If they want in on the party, that's good. It's all good. I'm taking a bit of liberty. He did have four brothers. I don't know. He didn't need more than one stone. You know, take my staff, my sling. Yeah, I'm good. Let's go. There's something about you when you're filled with the Spirit of God." You put on the armor of God. You get this power on the inside of you. Yeah. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And if you're not, fake until you make it, man. Build some spiritual muscle. Put on all God's armor so you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Remember, the tempter and the bully. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on... Every piece of God's armor. So you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing. You'll still be standing firm. I was going to open the sermon with this. um, This king comes against Israel. And this king has superior numbers and superior everything. He was winning unless God got involved. And the king is just talking smack. Oh, sorry. Goliath's over here. He's just talking smack. Just... I'm going to grind up Samaria so that there's not even a handful of dust left to give to my followers by the time. And the king of Israel, something, the spirit of David comes inside of him. And he says to him, let not him who puts his armor on talk like him who takes it off. Meaning, you're putting your shoes on before the game. You're doing a lot of talking. You know who gets to talk? The person who's won the game and taken his shoes off. And the devil, what he's doing is, he's trying to, he's putting on his armor because you haven't engaged him yet. And he's talking all this trash to you. Let not him who puts his armor on in the morning brag like the one who's taking it off at night. Because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I can do all things through Christ. There's nobody who can stand against. There is no man, there is no devil that can keep you from what God wants you to do. Come on. Nobody can stand in the way of a promotion if God wants you to have a promotion. Get in the right spirit and get the armor on. He says, Stand your ground putting on the belt of truth. Well, the belt of truth was this, it was like a belt. So they used to fight with, they didn't have like trousers. Is that what we call them? Nobody calls them trousers. They had like robes. So the belt of truth was this thing that would kind of gather up your robes and get you ready to fight. And then you gather everything up here at the belt of truth, not the belt of experience. Oh, I, I don't think God loves it when you're like, but that hasn't been my experience. And God's like, I have truth. You want a result? Yeah. Or you want your experience? Pick one. The belts of, when they would put the belt, they would take their belt off after the war and just kind of relax and sit down. And, but when they put that belt on, it was like a psychological thing. Boom. I got my belt on. My mind is in. I'm ready to go. Don't talk to me unless it's about this. And the body armor of God's righteousness, the body armor of righteousness, that which protects your vitals. This breastplate of righteousness, rightness with God on God's terms. You've been trying to work your way to heaven. You can't. Jesus paid the price for you. You have to accept him as Lord and Savior. That's what the gospel of Jesus is. Your sins are a problem. He took them out of the way. Now serve him in truth. Now serve him and give the rest of your life to him. Well, what if I make a mistake? He is still there to mediate between you and God. Yeah. Don't come on your own rightness, though. It, yeah. Relationships don't work like that. There's a family thing. And it says, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so, so that you will be fully prepared. I think sometimes when we say peace in Canada, what we mean is that my, all my circumstances aligned and nobody dislikes me. <laughs> I had no conflict today. <laughs> God's like, that peace. No, that's not peace. No, no, no. You didn't do anything either. You have peace and eat chips on a couch. Don't watch Netflix. See, the Romans, uh, Josephus tells us that the Romans had on their shoes, on their battle shoes or sandals, they had nails and, and metal shards in there. Stand firm, it means like, plant your dang feet and don't get pushed over. It's hard to go backwards when your feet are planted. And the person behind you knows that it's hard for you to go backwards when your feet are planted, so they might as well stand too. It's not just about you. This is a good word. I'll oh, preach that. In addition to all of these things, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. This is so good. This is so good. The shield of faith. Uh, so it was wood covered in leather most of the time with these shields, right? So you would anoint the shield with oil. Make sure that it was supple, you know, like a leather jacket, like a good leather jacket. But if you leave leather and you don't treat it, then it gets all hard and, and brittle, right? So what would happen is they'd shoot flaming arrows over and everybody with an anointed shield, everybody who morning, every morning they would read their Bible. Everybody who goes to small group shows up at church, prays, gives. Yeah, I anoint that shield every day, man. I anoint it. It's, it's all ready to go. So when this flaming arrow comes in, it, it, the, the wood stops it. But in, if, if your shield gets dry and brittle, that flame will light everything on fire and you'll freak out. Then you'll throw away your shield. Anoint that shield every day. Because that actually extinguishes the fire. Every day, every day, every week, show up. And then it says, put on salvation as your your helmet. I think that I feel some discouragement in the room today. Put on salvation as your helmet. You make sure that your mind is aligning to the truth of the scripture and the truth about what God thinks about you. And don't you let your mind just go. Don't you let your mind spin scenarios for you. The helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, my brother told me one time, Said a lot of wise things. My brother was actually the athlete. One time I kept getting my shot blocked, and we were just playing pickup basketball, and my shot kept getting blocked. And my brother's like, come here. He's my little brother, so it's a bit embarrassing, but whatever. He's like, Come here. Um, he's jumping to block your shot before you shoot. Pump fake. Next time, I pump fake. God goes flying by. I shot and missed. I was never going to get it. You know, here's what, here's, what, here's, what, here's what he also said to me. If you can't hit that shot in practice, don't take it in a game. And take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Man, you got to get into the word of God. These are, he's talking to like people who understand gladiators. You don't try something on the battlefield you can't perfect in practice a thousand times. Oh, no, 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 no. This is important. Get into the word of God. And he says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers. There's somebody here that's been moving towards temptation and I want to tell you, stop and move back. The pressure will go up. We're here with you. You have to understand that there's grace to obey. What you have to do, your part in this, is you have to give up your story that allows you to move in this direction. Because your story is the thing that is now allowing, it's enabling your temptation. Hang around with people that won't put up with your story. Truth speakers, people who love you enough to not try to make you feel happy in the moment and watch you walk into this thing or watch you stay there. Some of you have been doing this, but some of you I need to tell you today, you've just been running from the bully and it's time to turn around and just be like, hi. Shady's back. What are you laughing about? You don't know what I'm talking about. You good Christians. I listened to the radio version of that song for a year until I listened to the actual version. I'm like, oh, all the blank spaces are filled with weird stuff. Not venue approved. You need to step up to the devil, get up in his grill and be like, hey. Now, don't you go and do this without some help, without your small group behind you, but hey, I'm not giving up my teenager anymore. You can't make me afraid. I don't care if my two-year-old likes me or hates me. I'm going to be mom, and it's time. I don't care. You're not doing this to me anymore. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. This is what I need from you. I need you to understand that I'm here to fight against you, and anybody you rile up, I'm going to forgive, and I'm going to let it go, but I'm not dealing with this anymore. You got to have enough. You got to have that spirit of David that runs towards the fight. It doesn't feel like you're running with much, but if you engage, the spirit of God will come upon you and you will engage and you will crush the enemy. on the- He just is trying to get you not to play. <laughs> Let me pray for you, Heavenly Father. I, I pray for, for every person here. There's the temptation and then there's the, the, the bully. And Father, I pray for every person here that you'd give us the courage to stand up against to move towards the pressure, Lord God, and to run away from temptation and quit trusting ourselves as much as we do in our flesh as much as we do. We love you, Lord, and I pray for strength for every person this week to come out on top, Lord God, and to show the devil who it is that we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this inspirational message from Pastor Corey Cope. If you'd like to partner with us, please go to venuechurch.ca slash give. Yeah, because a life saved is worth everything.